Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Okay, I mean, Trump is tweeting about witch hunts. I'm seeing co-workers that I don't recognize, not because I already don't recognize them, but because it's Halloween time and they're dressed say, in crazy costumes. Say, so far, it's just a Thursday. Which must mean it's just another <laughs> Thursday. Yes, that's true. Good news coming out of D.C. last night, the World Series. Congratulations to the Washington Nationals. First time in franchise history they've ever won. Which, you know, I was super excited about. I know that you were waiting with bated breath. You Oh my trying gosh. to see at the bottom of the ninth if the Astros were going to come back. Last night I was like, oh, is it the seventh inning stretch? I can't go to bed until it's done. Yeah. I no, know. I was just like, I did see all the alerts coming out that they'd won and it was a big deal. One of the other interesting headlines out of that was that no team won a home game. Um, and it's the first time that's ever happened in the World Series where neither one of the teams won in their home series and their in their home uh, stadiums. Well, Katie was, you know, we, we, we didn't really watch any of the other games because they're not, they're not our teams. But when we watched game seven and when they won, that was the first thing Katie said. She mm. was like, it's always a bummer to see not the home team win. Because they're not at home, and then their audience isn't really there for them. Yeah, because in the Bay Area, you know, we had some good World Series years there Mm -hmm. with the Giants. They won, what, three? And I remember the one where they won uh, not at home, and everyone was just kind of like, yeah. I mean, everyone was still outside and honking their cars and doing all kinds of crazy stuff. But you, if you go to the stadium, everyone's just there partying, and there's no game. There's there's no game and no team. And then you're waiting to know when they're getting off the plane and when they're actually going to be there. So you can do the parade and all that stuff. But still, congratulations. Very exciting. I think that, um, you know, what was commonly said on Twitter was that D.C. needed this. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. You know, they really needed something positive. Well, um, something else positive that happened around here. You and I got in early today. We were on the morning beat. Um, we, We were in the studio at 8. 20 this morning or something like that um, and um, eating something interesting. Uh, Jay and Michaela intro- invited us to come in and eat bugs Usually paired I, with wine. I strictly limit myself to four legs when it comes to eating animals but this was Yikes. six and eight and it was uh, yeah it was something that you will eventually hear because we are going to play some parts of that. Yeah. I think that uh, you know it's important to relive the horror not in real life. But Well what's interesting I'm, I'm actually chewing some gum right now just trying to get some of the things out of my mouth for a little bit but like we it, had some it interesting lingers. yeah it does we had some some things that were kind of awful and then we had some things that were actually pretty good um emmy as she came into the studio i was like here try these um honey mustard uh grasshopper crickets, crickets. or something like Did that you try them emmy because those are something we were snacking on even in the break yeah and i tried the what was it the lime the chili, the lime. chili lime um cricket i think it was yeah they weren't that bad yeah <laughs> i thought they were i don't know i thought i was gonna be more grossed out the when you guys were saying grub, like the worms, like I was oh, thinking Oh, the grub of those, was awful. It, that's not that. No, no, no. No, no the grub They're was really big. big, big thick, oh, wide. Yeah, that, oh, no, hard no. I yeah. didn't do it. The first yeah. thing they gave us, they said, oh, this kind of looks like bed bugs. And I was like, not a way to start out. Yeah. Um, it was like so some kind of an ant. So it kind of looks, yeah, don't worry. It doesn't look like ants. It looks like bed bugs. Yeah. Oh, great. That's a great segue. Yeah. But yeah. we also had a, an ant that was like lemon pepper flavored or something like that. Uh, that was see, actually pretty good. I had the opposite effect, Emmy. I was, when, when they invited us in studio to taste bugs, I was like, great, I'm down. I've, I have no problem eating bugs. You know, everybody 
gets all like grossed out about eating snails. And, and I was the like one that, that was grossed out. Right. And then when I saw the ants, I was like, <laughs> I was like, I can't, I can't do this. You but guys, you'll, you'll see it. When you listen back to it, it later, yeah, Allie, we were like, Allie, you didn't even eat it. Just like, I couldn't do it. <laughs> well, we have a very exciting Halloween themed show for you today, of course, because you know, we have to celebrate. In addition to eating bugs, we will be doing another Tales from the Millennial Crypt. And we'll also be sharing with you and playing live on the air a fun Halloween game because over the past week, all of these celebrities have been going to parties and dressing up as. A, B, and C. Oh, you know, this person dressed as Jessica Rabbit, or this couple went as the Powerpuff Girls, or whatever it is. So, Justin, Ginger Justin, is going to be giving us a famous uh, Halloween costume, and then we have to guess which celebrity wore it. Also, um, I'm going to put on Instagram right now so you guys can see it. Our uh, producer, Emmy, she is in a pretty dope costume right now. I'll tell people what this is again, because I didn't recognize it right away, but it's very good. It's from an anime, and it's called Darling in the Franks, and the character is Zero Two, and she's basically just like a demon. So, well, she looks. She <laughs> I love looks that you great. went as an anime character. It's <laughs> and it's great. I will say it's great to walk around the halls and see coworkers that you already didn't recognize, and then seeing them in crazy costumes, and you're like, oh my gosh, what a great costume! And then you're thinking to yourself, uh, who the hell is that? Exactly. And what are they? Because because I, I have to comment on both. There's so many people around the building that you don't know because they're yeah. in different departments, and, and it's then a, they it's leave, and you're building. like, is that Larry? Was that Larry? Right, who and the people that? in full drag, I'm like, as? I have no clue who this person oh, is. It's office match game. It's really exciting. <laughs> a lot to come, so don't go anywhere. Drop the subjects right back. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Ooh, you bring the devil out of me already with the Halloween theme songs. Very exciting. Here on Drop the Subject with Allie and Jarrett, I think it's a little insulting that people seem confused as to what I have dressed as today for Halloween. <laughs> Jarrett, could you enlighten the audience because Ginger Justin came in and was like, what are you? And I was like, you know, what I didn't think I was going to do was win the what the boo are you costume contest here at the workplace. Yeah, you're dressed as a three-year-old in a onesie? I am Emmy. Emmy, what am I? You're dressed as a cow. How is it possible? I'm not an effing cow. You're dressed as... That's that's fat shaming. (laughs) You're dressed as... An Appaloosa horse. No! (laughs) (laughs) You are dressed as a Dalmatian. I am a a... damn Dalmatian. I'm a bitch. Oh. Okay. Can I call you bitch all day? You can. You can call me bitch all day. Um, I'm I'm a spotty bitch. This bitch is dressed up as a Dalmatian, and she's got on a a Dalmatian onesie. I'm going to put it on the gram. Um, We have Emmy Q up on um, uh, Emmy Noms, Emmy Q. So, uh, Emmy, we have so many names for Emmy at this point. I will tell you the inspiration behind this costume. I uh, I got home last night, late last night. I was working late. Mm-hmm. And then I said, Katie, we're doing some kind of an office party tomorrow, and I don't have a costume. What should I wear? And she said, well, from a couple of years ago, we did a workplace Halloween costume that was 101 Dalmatians themed, and I have an old Dalmatian costume in the drawer. And that's one of the only things that has not been packed for the evacuation. So I nice. decided <laughs> to take it out. But when Katie bought this costume... 
she bought it on Amazon because, you know, like I've told you, she's done those workplace costume contests and they're always really bad and she just gets whatever the cheapest costume is because she doesn't really want to participate. So she went on Amazon to get a Dalmatian costume and the only sizes they had were extra, extra large. That was the only thing they had in stock. Nice. So this costume is extremely, extremely large. And I had to have an argument with Katie this morning about whether or not I should wear pants under it. Wait, are you wearing pants underneath I'm not going to tell you what I decided. But Katie thought it would not be appropriate for me to not wear pants or clothes in general under this onesie. And I said, that's the point of a onesie is that you don't wear clothes underneath it. The fact that you're not telling us is basically telling us. You want me to unbutton this bottom one? Nope, sure don't. I'm not interested in seeing your Taco Bell. (laughs) Um, I look. It's fire sauce. <laughs> oh no! Let's talk. That requires about- an ointment. I'm sure that requires an ointment. Uh, yes, it is prescribed to me. I will say that. Let's talk about the spooky backstory of trick or treating. That's one of the very fun things people are going to be doing tonight. Might be a little tricky in some of the evacuation zones. You know, you knock on people's doors and they're not home, and you're like, these people don't care about Halloween, but it's just because they were evacuated. Uh, but you know. This tradition has been around for many, many years, and it's important to talk about where it started. Yes. So according to legend, this comes from the Huffington Post. They've written up this whole like thing about how this supposedly came to be. They say the realms of the living and the dead came together during this Celtic festival um, called the Festival of, I think it's Samhain. Samhain. Um, they say uh, Celts would sometimes dress up as spirits to elude evil demons. There have also been reports of food and animal sacrifices as well as tricks and pranks blamed on mischievous fairies visiting during this time. But then as Christianity spread, they say this fall tradition got a religious spin. Around the 9th century, Catholic festivals like All Souls Day was on November 2nd, and All Saints Day was on November 1st. Love that band. And then All Hallows Eve was obviously on October 31st, and they all kind of rose to, this one rose to prominence. During this time, some people would dress up as angels, saints, or demons. Then, the tradition of, quote, souling was also popularized. Uh, Children and poor adults would walk around to different homes and collect money or food, sometimes a round pastry with a cross on top of it. They would call it a soul cake in return for songs and prayers for souls of the wealthy homeowner's dead relatives. So, children and poor adults would be the ones that were Chris. Well, I mean, think about it today. Kids and millennials are the ones who love trick-or-treating, so it's kind of the same kids and poor adults there you go well okay and begging for soul cakes i mean that's that's something donald trump should be doing well then uh over this the following centuries though in britain and ireland um there were many accounts of children engaging in souling as well as what they call guising or mumming which are outings that involved wearing costumes aka disguises um and going from house to house to perform songs and poems and short plays and even card tricks in exchange for food or money but then many historians and say that these practices are precursors to what we can now call trick-or-treating. Um, that they were, uh, the specific, specific term for trick-or-treating reportedly first made its appearance for the first time in print in 1927 in a newspaper in Alberta, Canada, saying the youthful tormentors were at back door in front demanding edible plunder by the word trick-or-treat to which the inmates gladly responded and sent the robbers away rejoicing. Mm, I love me some edible plunder. That is good stuff right there. Pothead bitch. I mean, when I go, I am a bitch. You can call me that all day. That's what I'm dressed I'm, as. I'm having a blast with it, by I, the way. You know, I didn't really think of the fact that we dressed up, you know, hundreds of years ago to th- sort of thwart or throw off the spirits that we're visiting. If we were still doing that, 
I don't see how Dalmatian would help at all. I don't think that would throw any kind of demon off. I think Emmy's costume would be much more scary to a demon. Well, I, I mean, just because she has a little oh, you are, Wait, you are a demon. So, so that would be the opposite. They would love you. They'd be like, dude, what's right. up? She'd be calling the men. Exactly. Let's go soul caking. <laughs> Good job, bitch. <laughs> Thanks, rough. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Mm, we are going to continue with the Halloween theme by sharing a real, true life, scary story. You know what would be a fun game is. Uh, you can see what you look like when you're doing that. Your shoulders shaking. You like. And my my eyes are so tiny, but they get as big as they can get, and I'm like, ah, and I just stare at you like, right? And you look at me like, no. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, my mic was off. That was my fault. Sorry. I was moving the microphone. I was like, up. I swear I can't hear you. But uh, maybe you're just playing a Halloween trick. That's what it was. Now I sound like I'm so. Whoa! <laughs> He's gone down the radio hole. It is really tough to toe the line between scary story announcer and SNL announcer. Cecily Strong! Cecily Strong! Michael Che! <laughs> Chris! Fo- oh, no. Never no. mind. That doesn't work. Colin Jones! <laughs> Colin Jones! That guy did pass away, though. So you're kind of also being a jerk. I know, I am. Yeah. And special guest, Haim! <laughs> okay. <laughs> I have, it's always time. I have a, a real life creepy story to share with you, so get ready, everybody. Uh oh. Somebody posted on Twitter, this was yesterday, I believe, and it has gone viral a story, a real life Halloween story of something that happened to a nine year old boy. I'm going to spend the rest of the, the day thinking about the names I would hate for that man to have to say Pussy Riot! Like the band, like, you know what I mean? That's the name of the band! Ginger Justin, you're not even on. You're band. not even on till noon. Get out of here. You We're can, having you fun. You can say the name of the band on CNN. Their na- the b- name of the band is Pussy Riot. Don't is what, you, God, you? You can say bad. the name of the Get band. <laughs> <sighs> anyway, back to fun. Jesus. A boy nine. Dad, leave. Was convinced a man was living in his walls. And then music started to play from... No, I'm just kidding. We're not going to mention the band again. Oh, I'm going to say it every break now. (laughs) Okay. This boy, nine years old, convinced the man was living in the walls of his home. Nobody believed him until he saw a pair of eyes in the vent. Oh. This story begins by explaining that this nine-year-old boy figured out that in the middle of the night he could sneak downstairs to the kitchen and eat, you know, sweet peanut buttery treats without his parents' knowledge. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, in the middle of the night, he would sneak down into the kitchen. He would make crazy things like peanut butter, pizza, icing, cupcakes. He would just get whatever was in the fridge and he would make sandwiches out of it and he would just eat all kinds of stuff. Very exciting. One night... He waited until everyone was asleep as usual, crept downstairs to eat some leftover sweet and sour pork. Finally, he stepped into the totally dark den and then heard a fork click on the counter. 
He froze. The microwave clock light showed the outline of a man sitting at the kitchen counter. Nine-year-old boy, of course, very afraid. He eventually told his parents. He ran upstairs and woke them up and said, Somebody's downstairs. They went downstairs. Man's not there. They said, Oh, little boy, ha, 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 go back to sleep. He said, Everyone said I was reading too many horror comics, so they blew me off when I said that, but there was no way I was going to go down there again. One day... He would notice, so then several days this kept happening, not him seeing the man, but he would notice little peculiar things, like the napkin holder was on the wrong side of the counter in the morning. Another day, a mug was in the sink that had not been there the night before. Very scary stuff. He said, my bedroom door didn't lock, so I kept a steak knife under my pillow. I must have stabbed myself in the hand a thousand times, checking to make sure that it was there. Oh my God. A few months later, in August... He saw something in the air conditioning vent above his bed, and he knew he had been right all along. He said, I was in my room reading when I looked up. There, in the AC vent over my bed, I saw a pair of eyes watching me. I freaked out. I raised hell until my parents searched our attic and the crawl space under the house. They saw nothing. I was not very popular in the house for the next few weeks. (laughs) Then... In the last week of August, the house started to smell. Oh. Then. (laughs) You said Emmy just had the big eyes. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Colin Jost! (laughs) Maggots started to pour out from his AC vent. Oh my God. They opened the vent and saw a dead man. Oh my God. They said, oh yeah, maybe something crawled in the vents and died. It turns out what had crawled into the vents and died was the guy. Oh my God. He had lived in the house, in the walls, between the ducks. How is that even possible? He had put a foam pad beside this kid's bedroom wall so that he'd be comfortable while he could go in and out of the kitchen. Holy. No one ever identified him. He was buried alive. He was buried as a John Doe. To this day, I cannot look inside the vents in the house. And now that little boy has grown into Grady Hendrix, who is a famous horror author. Of course he is. And this was him sharing his real life horror story oh. as he writes fake ones for a living and makes millions of dollars. I'm going to go cry. I'm, I that think I'm going to. Awful. We're going to go cry. <laughs> we'll be right Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. So today is a big day happening over in Congress. Um, We've got... some votes that have happened this morning that are basically going to be solidifying um, the impeachment inquiry. It's going to be opening things up. It's time for us to uh, kind of jump into those in those headlines. And also another political headline that came out last night was about Kamala Harris um, and how she's restructuring her campaign because they're kind of hemorrhaging money. No. Yeah. It's it's not a good sign. Hemorrhaging. Actually. Hemorrhaging money. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know, but anything that has to do with hemorrhaging, I just, you know, I'm thinking Halloween stuff. So. Generally not a good thing, yeah. But, um, so, first things first, uh, the the House voted this morning um, that they are going to be moving forward in a formal way with the, the impeachment inquiry. What What is good about this and what's uh, bad about this? So... The good thing is that uh, Congress is going to be open up 
opening up a lot of their hearings now to the public. All of the things that have been going on, testimony and all that kind of stuff, has been going on behind closed doors. And Republicans have been using that as a way to say that this is being done in secret and it's terrible that they're doing it this way. Now they're going to get their wish. And this one could certainly backfire on them. So they don't need to storm the doors anymore. They don't need to storm the doors anymore, right. Which also was kind of ridiculous because there are Republicans on every single committee that's doing these these um, hearings. So that's going to go one of two different ways. Because uh, if you'll remember, we talked about uh, Richard Nixon um, when his impeachment inquiry began. He, I think it was like 15 to 19 percent of people thought he should be impeached, which was a very low number. As we come into this impeachment inquiry, it hovers around 50 percent, depending on the polling that you look at, which is obviously very significantly high. higher. Um, <gasps> but there's like screaming happening outside screaming the studio. Outside. Well, yeah, someone got a hold of a fog machine, too, which is not hard around a radio station. Oh, so. nice. OK, yeah. um, so. Donald Trump obviously comes into his impeachment inquiry in a very different position than uh, than Richard Nixon did. But now that all of these hearings um, are available to be public, it could go, like I said, one of two directions. It could really be damaging for the president or depending on who these who the, the people coming in to testify are. It actually could be could good for him. Out. Yeah, exactly. So- Republicans have always been upset about this. But now people will have much more access to the information, which could seemingly continue to sway public opinion. Now, are we getting access to information from this point on, or are we going to get access to information that was previously closed down? Um, That's a very good question. Some information I would expect will probably start to come out now, um, and then some of it will probably be withheld until they are uh, putting together the articles of of impeachment that will, you know, uh, say, yes, we are impeaching him. Um, So it's... probably going to be a bit of a mixed bag but the the whole situation is moving forward in a more formal way now whereas before it was more informal and happening in committees and behind closed Mm. doors but i'm reading right here that republicans say that the process is quote fundamentally tainted what's interesting about impeachment is we've only done this three times in our history right and Mm. they've been relatively far apart this these the the most recent two have been the closest with about 20 years separating them or or 20 ish years separating them um so there's it's hard to know like exactly how this is supposed to go because we don't have a whole bunch of precedent you know when it comes to like voting on a bill that happens all the time or when it comes to electing um, a president electing a president yeah. or mm-hmm. those kinds of things or or appointing a supreme court nominee um but which now we're figuring out a lot of that is still tainted well depending on who you look at right or who you ask if they if they come up with another supreme court appointment next year that'll be in direct contradiction to what they did in 2016 in the election year not being allowed to well we shouldn't be electing it we shouldn't be appointing a supreme court nominee and in an election year, but Mitch McConnell would certainly try and do it this time because they have power. Um, so because we haven't done this a whole lot, I think there's always going to be a question of how things should look, what they, sh- how we should be moving and all those kinds of things. So I don't know. I think it's, it's going to be interesting to see what they do, basically. Well, and when I, I mean, all I have to go on is really when Clinton got impeached. And I remember watching some of that testimony and that was on television. Um, I think it? they probably were running some of it in the news. Because and I remember watching, yeah. there's two trials I can remember as a child. It is O.J. O. Simpson, Simpson and Bill Clinton. Yeah. And you, I, everyone remembers that, that video of him in a deposition. <laughs> everyone uh, remembers him with the gloves and Clinton with the dress. Yeah. Saying, I yeah. did not have sex with that woman. Right. But Absolutely. so we are if, if this moves forward, we would then see a trial on television with Donald Trump defending himself as well. Right. Uh, uh, seemingly. Yeah. When it goes to the Senate, they might call him in. But also, I, I, 
I have a hard time imagining that the Senate would call Donald Trump because he's such a terrible witness. He cannot tell the truth. And you'll remember um, before when they talked about calling Donald Trump in uh, for, uh, I can't even remember one of the million things that he did. They were like putting him on trial or on a witness stand or even calling him, oh, during the Mueller investigation, um, when Robert Mueller wanted to question him, they were like, you don't want him to talk. You don't want to go in and have him submitted to being under Because you don't want a prosecutor or whoever it is being like fact checking him and being like, actually six months ago you said the complete opposite thing right and he would he would lie and he he would ramble and say things that he shouldn't be saying so um that i i can't imagine him standing trial in the senate that mm. just that's hard to that's imagine. good because i would feel bad for the kids of this generation remembering that as their well <laughs> like i remember oj and clinton and then they would be like i remember when donald trump was on the stand can you imagine you being a first grader right now and this no. is the only image you have of what it is to be a president oh like six i feel years old. now yeah. that is fundamentally tainted we'll talk a little bit later about kamala harris um and what is happening with her campaign what that means but up next is news it or lose it Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject presents News It or Lose It. Welcome back. It's now time for the. Oh, oh, you got a little bit more? Okay, we're awful. Uh, welcome back. It's time for News It or Lose It. Allie's got five headlines. I've got five votes. And you probably won't be getting five stories, but we'll see. Okay. All we'll right. See. Feeling picky today? Here's your first headline. Just when you thought it was safe to put away your suitcase, JetBlue offers scary deals today only. Oh. $31 airfare, anybody? Yes, please. All right. Headline number two. Carmageddon, otherwise known as your regularly scheduled changes at LAX Airport. Oh. Uh. I already know what this is, and I hate it. The Uber and Lyft changes? Yes, Pat, lose it. All right. Uh, headline number three. Here are the most ser- uh, searched Halloween-themed things on Pornhub. Oh. L- I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> headline number four. Katy Perry sued for uh, over $150,000 over old Halloween photo. Uh, Lose it. All right. And then headline number five, this body language expert says Miley Cyrus's new relationship is fake. You know, I, I think everything about Miley Cyrus is fake. So. What if the, yeah, what if the body language expert's like, no, it's just her in general. No, she's actually, generally fake. I didn't mean the relationship <laughs> in any way. Okay, so we're going to learn about a way that you could get $31 airfare. What people are searching for on Pornhub around Halloween time and a body language ex- expert and what she has to say about Miley Cyrus and her new relationship. All that is coming up next. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Alison Johnson, you uh, gave me five stories. I gave you three yeses, which means we've got three stories to bring us all. It's time for News It or the Lose It. Drop the Subject presents News It or Lose It. Okay, this first story is for anybody who is feeling spontaneous, and I mean really spontaneous, because you would have to get to the airport right now and fly somewhere for $31. I'm down. According to JetBlue, you down? Um, because I've got the I've got the website open right now. Let's get it. Okay, the sale is two days long, 
and basically you would have, which I don't understand, it must have started yesterday because this is only valid for travel on October 31st. Every flight that JetBlue has in the U.S. is $31 today. Wait, are you serious? Yes, but you have to fly out today. That's crazy. So if you want to go to, and this includes Puerto Rico, it includes the Virgin Islands. What? It includes Albany. <laughs> oh, I mean, so glad that Albany's in there. Cause... Okay. So any of these places you can fly across the country today for $31 from any of the local airports. Uh, but the catch here is that you either need to never come back or you need to pay full price for to your return ticket. Or you have to fly back today. Or you, Yes, or you have to yeah. fly back today. So if we wanted to literally leave after the show and go to, say, maybe maybe let's go a little more local. Maybe let's go SFO. We could spend six or seven hours at SFO or in, in San Francisco, in the Bay Area proper, and then come back later today. Interesting. I mean, I do have to go to the Bay Area this weekend. I wish I would have known of this. Well, you know it now. You can get it now. Well, I got to be here tomorrow. Oh. <laughs> yeah, but we have heard, a studio have... in San Francisco. We do actually have a studio in San Francisco. So leave today. I'll buy your ticket right now. Here, Amy, let me look. Amy, I've got... can we set up the, the San Francisco connection for me tomorrow? San Francisco. Here we go. SFO. I'll put it in right now. There's actually a better deal. It's a better flight for me. Oh, there is um, LAX. Yeah, this is actually pretty cool. There's like They have like a whole list of all the origins and destinations. This is amazing. Yeah, so $31 today only. Get it. I... I'm really conflicted right now. I think you should okay, really do yeah. it. But I I mean, yeah, I've, I've suggest San Francisco because it's easy, but I would really like it if we, you, we sent you somewhere exciting. Oh, somewhere like... Somewhere that you've never been before. Like Albany? Yeah, or like a random city like Paris, Texas. Or, or I was going to aim more for Puerto Rico, but that's fine. Paris, Texas. I mean, you could aim for Puerto Rico. All right, let's move on to Pornhub and what people are Googling on Pornhub during Halloween season. People like to get in the spirit. There's all kinds of uh, fetishy things that people decide to look into around this time of year. I can't even start to think of like what this might be. Like What is well, like Halloween specific? Well, think about role play a little bit here. Okay. And think about the sexy Halloween costume trend. Yeah. So if somebody's dressing up as a sexy kitten or a sex kitten. I'm thinking that someone probably would be searching for like trick or treat porn. (laughs) Like, you know, someone opens the door and you're like, you're hot. Come on in. Hey, trick or treat. Oh, what is it? Halloween? I didn't realize. Yeah. Wait, you don't have any candy? Well, hold on. Let me look in my cabinets. Oh, it's, it's just kind of granola bars and condoms. Kind of that with like t- that spin on like the cable guy kind of thing, you know, like that was always like the cliche like porn. <laughs> okay, here is I'm not going to do all of them because we don't have a bunch of time, but Princess Jasmine is one. People are searching for Princess Jasmine on Princess Jasmine costume porn, yes. Okay. Wonder Woman, Spider Man, <laughs> Batman, and Aladdin. Oh. Zombie, Devil, Nun. I mean, none. That's got to have some kind of a that's a year round thing. I'm thinking Aladdin. I'm not mad at <laughs> Spider Man. Not mad at. So it seems if we're going Disney movie porn, that you know Aladdin is at the forefront. If we're doing Princess Jasmine and Aladdin, I mean, something about hooking up with a demon just is not really that hot to me. Uh, Elastigirl. Nun. Whoa, that's dirty. Wait. <laughs> Elastigirl from The Incredibles. Mm-hmm. Okay. Police or cop? Let's see. Let's get to the top six here. 
Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six. Okay. Brian <laughs> Brian just texted me, no NSFO. I guess I'm not going to San Francisco. Uh- <laughs> Thanks a lot, Brian. All right, so Love I guess that's too. out of the question. I was just going to say if it's 31 bucks and you have to go anyway, but uh, I yeah. guess that's a that's an N.O. Ugh. All right, bunny succubus. What is that? Maid, teacher, mm-hmm. joker, Okay. and the number one... I get the joker thing. People are really hyped about that. Costume and characters, 2019 most popular search on Pornhub, Harley Quinn. Really? Yes, they That's love her. That's actually not surprising. People with do her little pigtails. Exactly. And yeah. She's like, I'm creepy, but so sexual. <laughs> what am I gonna do about it? And or, I just might kick your and like, uh, kick your ass or touch it. All right. I don't know how porn works. We're gonna talk about Miley Cyrus's body language when we get back. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. All right, Allie, welcome back. Thank you. You're Thanks very so much. welcome. I'm so glad that I'm you're so here. I'm so glad to be here. Oh, yeah. We're glad to have you. Thanks. Um, Are you? No, well, you know, some days. Uh. <laughs> As you take a swig. I do. I'm taking a swig. This is water because we we had wine earlier. I know. We were a little bit buzzed um, <laughs> coming out of the show earlier. Yeah. But we'll be playing that for you a little bit later on. Um, Allie has a, a story about Miley Cyrus and a body language expert that says her relationship might not be a real one. Well, yeah. This is, uh, you know, I'm always fascinated fascinated by body language experts. It's so interesting. It's, it is so interesting to me. And I know that they do this a lot with Donald Trump. They do it a lot with people that are on TV on a regular basis. And I'm always fascinated in, as to what they notice and the kind of hidden messages that go into our body language with one another. And of course, it's not that I'm overly concerned with Miley Cyrus and her relationship history or anything like that. But what this body language expert has to say about her recent relationships is rather interesting. This is your final News It or Lose It story. Now, if you are not aware of Miley Cyrus's dating history, let me just catch you up real quick. Please do. Well, you know, I know it all, but I'm sure there's someone out there that doesn't. She's with Liam for a long time. They get married. As soon as they get married, they get divorced. Then she ran off with a woman named Caitlin. They were together for like, what, a few weeks? And then they if were supposedly that, yeah. moving in together in Calabasas. They've already broken up. Now she's with this guy <laughs> named Cody. Uh, who is he wrote a song called I Yee 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 oh him yep <laughs> that guy so they're together now wait Emmy do you know what it's actually I Yee Yee uh, that's what I'm reading on this is Cosmo.com I thought we were super wrong but she's like I don't know I Yee Yee that's what he sings it's very revolutionary. I mean, he sounds like a brilliant man. <laughs> I mean, there we go. So, Cody Simpson is his name, and this is the one that was very controversial because she posted on Instagram Live saying, like, oh, you don't have, you to, have, don't have to be oh, gay. Yeah. You can just be with a guy who's not crappy, and it's this guy who looks like a total douchebag, but whatever. That's my body language that I'm picking up. So, this body language expert, her name is Blanca Cobb. She is a body language expert, and here's what she has to say. This is based off of a few Instagram pictures. We'll start with the one of her and Cody, which I'll show it to you, Jarrett. There's a picture of Cody Simpson. He's taking a picture of himself in a mirror because... You know, that's what people do when they have quote-unquote washboard abs. And Miley is sort of uh, snuggled up on his left side, and she's got her hand down his pants. She's got, they're over the boxers, but under the jeans, and Mm -hmm. she's got her hand down his pants. So here's what, um, what the body language expert figured out. She said, Miley's hand down the front of Cody's pants is 
purposely put there for shock value purposes. She wants to explain to the world. Uh, she, she, this is all about shock value to the world and a secret message between the two of them. So she's kind of insinuating hmm. that their f- relationship is fake. Okay. Uh, Cody is obviously enjoying the moment, but the uh, it could be a way for Miley to prove that she, quote, doesn't care about possible comments or criticism. So this is Yikes. basically okay. staged is what the body say, language it's, expert it's is saying. basically like, I don't, I, it makes you feel like, Everything about Miley Cyrus that I felt before is right. Is being confirmed (laughs) by this body language expert. Okay, so Caitlyn, I forget her last name, but Caitlyn was the girl that Miley Cyrus was with for a little bit. Mm Mm-hmm. She had she was the one that was engaged to or married to that Jenner person. So now (laughs) I me doing pop culture is just as entertaining as you. Loving it. I was trying to pull up this photo of Miley Cyrus, but listening to you break this down is actually way better. (laughs) So this is a picture of Miley Cyrus with the Caitlyn girl. They're both wearing jeans. They are literally attached at the hip. They're both wearing crop top black t-shirts. And uh, Caitlyn kind of has her hand affectionately over Miley's belly. Miley's got her arm around, like kind of casually drooped around Caitlyn's shoulder. As they're shoulder, walking. As they're walking. So, I actually believe this one a little bit more. That's what the body expert says. Interesting. She says, uh, Miley's relationship with Caitlyn was way more sentimental. She pointed out how they were literally attached at the hip while walking around Los Angeles. Caitlyn's hands on Miley's midsection and Miley's arm around Caitlyn's shoulder shows that these two not only have an emotional connection, but they also are supportive of each other. And they were probably also banging. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. So now we'll close it off with Liam. And here's a picture that she's kind of going off of. This is a picture of Liam Hemsworth and Miley Cyrus on the beach. Uh, Liam has one hand in his pocket. The other one is wrapped, is holding a pack of cigarettes. No, just kidding. (laughs) It's around uh, Miley Cyrus's shoulder. And Liam is looking at the camera and Miley is not. They they look very stiff and rigid in this photo, almost posed. And I'm wondering if the body image, the body uh, language expert is taking that into account. Yes. She says, Miley is unplugged. You look at her zoned out mm. eyes. You notice that he is looking at the camera. She is not. with. He, she has one foot in front of the other in the picture. So she's like, it looks like she's ready to, to bolt. Go, like yeah. she wants to leave. Liam's body language is deceptive. Even though his body and his feet are angled towards Miley, his hands tell the truth. A hand in the pocket signals that he is feeling a bit uncomfortable about something. If you look closely at his fingers of his right hand that are around Miley Cyrus's shoulder, it's not a full grasp. Some of the fingers are touching, but the other, like the thumb and the forefinger, are not touching Miley, which suggests that there is trouble in the home front. Yay! Interesting, right? I mean, she could have predicted that because they're no longer together. She's also a psychic, apparently. Yeah, great. I would love to get a body language expert on the show at some point they're so fascinating and like they pay attention to every single thing i remember saying to my therapist that i i remembered that my i was like tapping my foot and i was looking around and i was like but i'm also thinking about the fact that i know that you're watching that and that you're making a thing about it and she was like really i can tell that too (laughs) exactly you cannot fool me exactly uh we'll take a quick break we got more drop the subject coming up drop the subject we'll be right back the new channel q Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Just finished up News It or Lose It. Um, earlier we told you that Kamala Harris was uh, going through some things um, in her campaign. And they're doing, there was a big story um, yesterday that came out in Politico. Headline says, Kamala Harris to slash staff restructure campaign as she hemorrhages cash. You know, I will say this headline does 
it was rewritten to sound a little Halloweeny. Slashing staff and hemorrhaging money. <laughs> You can find the theme in just about anything. It's our campaign on its last legs. <laughs> so, because um, this is technically a 2020 campaign story, and it is uh, about the election itself, that would technically classify this as uh, one of our signature segments called "Drop the President." Drop the president. Okay, so what does this mean? We are uh, there's a couple of interesting things that you should look out for every quarter, and we just came out of um, a quarter, and we're in the beginning, we're the beginning third of the, um, the quarter, last right? quarter of the year, exactly. So every quarter, every campaign has to turn in all their money um, and how much money they've raised. The people who are like out in front with fundraising are like Pete Buttigieg. Um, Joe Biden was in the lead for a long time, but also Bernie Sanders has been doing really well. Elizabeth Warren. Kamala Harris, not so much. And in the polling, she's been kind of, you know, flailing. She had a, a really good moment um, and then kind of start to fall behind. And, and that's been hurting her a lot. And so this story comes from, uh, as I said, political Politico. And they say Kamala Harris is dramatically restructuring her campaign by redeploying staffers to Iowa and laying off dozens of aides at her Baltimore headquarters, according to campaign sources and a memo obtained Wednesday by Politico as she struggles to resuscitate her beleaguered presidential bid. So really what they're looking at doing is moving all of their resources into Iowa. Iowa is the first state that will vote and that's why they always put so much attention on Iowa. And the theory and thought process around that is if candidates do well in Iowa it, t- it tends to give them the boost that they need to do well in the next state which is New Hampshire and then uh, South Carolina. And so if they can do well in one of those first two states they have a much better chance of getting the nomination and actually win. I just feel so bad for Iowa. Why? Because I feel like they just get the brunt of it. They just get everybody talking in their face going, vote for me, vote for me, vote for me. You're so important. You're so important. Please, please, for God's sake. Well, and you're so just like, gets, just let me live my damn life. It's annoying. It could be annoying and draining, but also like they also get the most attention to their needs. Right. So like if they are, you know, if, if they have major issues for the farmers, the farmers are going to get a lot of attention. And usually a lot of things that they want will, you know, find their way into policy and that kind of stuff. So it, there mm-hmm. is it is kind of a double-edged sword it's like okay we get it back up right but it's also like well these are the issues that we have and we represent middle america for a lot of these candidates so it's 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 a mixed bag for sure okay so what is kamala harris doing wrong that's what i don't really understand is is ever you know i keep reading about her not doing so well and that they're restructuring the campaign and things like that but I think some people, like Marianne Williamson, I know why she's not getting the support she needs. It's pretty clear to me. But with somebody like Kamala Harris, I just feel like she's got it together. She's got a clear message. She, uh, you know, I, I feel like always does well in the debates. So why would somebody like her always be struggling? I just feel like even she's not as far left as Elizabeth Warren is. Elizabeth's like way over there. So I would imagine that Kamala Harris would be a stronger candidate to, for, to win the primary because she'd be more likely to win as sort of a middle road kind of candidate. Well, from your so your question can be answered in two different ways. One, from my opinion perspective, I think that Kamala Harris spends too much time attacking Donald Trump and not talking about what she wants to do. Um, I feel like when I see her in debates or in interviews or even in forums, she's always talking about what Donald Trump is doing. Donald Trump is doing this. We have a president that is doing this. And, uh. and I feel like we know what Donald Trump is doing. 
so I don't need to hear you talk about what he's doing. Part of the strategy, the, the reason that she's doing that is she wants to be able to be seen as someone who can take, take him, him on, on, who can, you know, is not afraid of him, that whole kind of thing. Um, and realistically, that's going to be something that's really important to whoever the general um, election nominee is. However, I find like she does it too much, in my opinion. Hmm. And I think that is why she's not really um, seeming to break through. The moments when she's really had uh, strong debate performances is when she was talking about issues, right? Like her Joe Biden moment was her talking about busing and Joe Biden and right. race relations in her own past and her background. And those are the moments when she's really seen a surge in the in the polling. Um, you'll remember right after that moment, like the polling that came out a week after that was really showing her moving up. We haven't seen that happen again for her. Now, mind you, she still has plenty of time. Well, not plenty of time. She's about three months. We're under 100 days to the, the primary elections. But I think that's a big problem for her. I don't think people know enough of what she wants to do. They just know that she doesn't like Donald Trump. Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess now that you say that, I don't really know much about her. Other than she's like yeah, I feel like she spends a lot of time. Like, but she says Donald it Trump so well. This. She does. And I mean, she's so don't witty. get me wrong. I think she's a fantastic candidate. And I think that she has a lot of great things that she wants to offer the country. But like, if you think about Elizabeth Warren, the, the thing you immediately think about is it's what healthcare. she wants to do. Right. She What her plans are. Yeah. I've got a plan for that. I don't think Kamala Harris has done as good a job of, of communicating a message that is a good message, but just not being well communicated. Yeah. And I, but I think that with Elizabeth Warren, like, yeah, she's great. I like her, I guess. But I also worry about whether she and Joe Biden and Bernie Sanders, to be honest, could take somebody like Donald Trump. Because I feel like they they can easily be like, he is crazy. Um, By the way, I want free stuff for everybody. And you're kind of like, but how are you going to make all that happen? And how are you going to take on this guy? Well, I think part of the challenge is a lot of them do well in head-to-head polling, where they were like, if this was a candidate and it was against Donald Trump, who would you vote for? A lot of them do very well against him. But none of them have gone through an actual general election with him, right? And whenever I watch them on the debate stage, I always wonder to myself, what would they look like next to him on a debate stage? Right. I actually think Elizabeth Warren would be kind of interesting to watch because whenever when people were attacking her in the last debate, I was like, ooh, this is a little cringy. To see him doing that to her, it would be very cringy to watch, which could work in her favor. Mm-hmm. But in a way that it didn't work for Hillary Clinton because people have known Hillary Clinton and hate her for so many different reasons. So She's um, still, Elizabeth Warren still got that lovable special ed teacher thing. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And her talking to him like a special ed teacher is just something that I would love to, uh, to to enjoy with a nice dirty martini. <laughs> Drop the subject returns in seven minutes. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Allie Johnson, a thing that we've been doing, I guess that this will probably be our last one for a while, um, that <laughs> we've been really highlighting all month long is the ways that millennials are really creeped out by sometimes things that are a little bit ridiculous. It's a segment we like to call Tales from the Millennial Crypt. That's right, Jarrett. And in this edition of Tales <laughs> of the Millennial Crypt, it is perhaps the scariest of all. Oh, no. This is when we share stories of things that, yes, as Jarrett said, would scare millennials. Things like, uh, you know, dish soap shortages and things like that. I actually don't know if millennials even care about dish soap, but it's things that millennials would be scared of. Well, actually, like Wi-Fi being disconnected. There's some study that came out saying that millennials aren't using bar soap we're only using liquid soap. It's so, true. Yeah. It's true. Alright. The final edition until next year of Tales from the Millennial Crypt. <laughs> Halloween is about trick or treating but all year round you millennials have been feasting on the ridiculous nostalgia of reboot culture. 
After all, you created it. You were the one who wanted things like Fuller House and 90210 and Roseanne. Oh, wait a minute. So, they remade them with the same actors. Sure, they were old and withered shells of their former characters, but it doesn't matter. You'll binge anything whether you like it or not. You sit in your $3,000 a month studio apartment scrolling for your next remount obsession. Then, you start to see reboots of shows that you didn't even care about. (laughs) Dallas? MacGyver? Prison Break? That show sucked the first time around. (laughs) Why are we rebooting it? Then, you see it. And once you see it, it cannot be unseen. They've announced it. It's in the making. And it's the stuff of nightmares. A reboot of Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh, no. Oh, Lord. How can it be? The last one was released in 2017. I was going to say, like, do we need a reboot? That was literally not even 10 years ago. (laughs) Two years ago. Is it even a reboot? This is so confusing. But you read on. Disney has returned to veteran pirate screenwriter Ted Elliott for the screenplay. And they've paired him with Craig Mazin, who wrote The Hangover 2 and 3. Two names you've never heard before. (laughs) Yes, yes, they have uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, The Curse of the Black Pearl was first. Mm. Then it was Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Man's Chest. Then The World's End. Then On Stranger Tides. Then Dead Men Tell No Tales. Well, it turns out they do. (laughs) And you'll probably watch it. On Disney Plus. On Disney Plus. Coming next year. Coming next year. Um, Tales from the know, that, that is uh, pretty horrifying. Isn't that? I mean... Thank I'm you, Emmy, about, for the mood lighting um, during that. Uh, you're very welcome. I um, I, I think the the streaming services, we're talking about how they're going to have so much content. <laughs> I feel like this reboot thing is about to really explode in a way that's, that you can't even believe. And they did this so that they don't have to re- redo Pirates of the Caribbean ride again. Ugh. They're just like, just keep with the Jack Sparrow <laughs> thing. It was getting old, but now just make a new movie you know, and we won't have to redo just it. Just go repaint it and replace one of the boats and we can <laughs> just keep Just redo his eyeliner. It'll be fine. <laughs> Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. All right, exciting things still on deck for today's Drop the Subject, our Halloween-themed show. We have a Halloween-themed game that we will do a little later this a uh, little later this hour, I believe, and it is the Celebrity Halloween Match Game. So Ginger Justin is going to sh- give us a costume, a Halloween costume, probably as a result of a, of a viral picture on Instagram, and then we have to guess which celebrity wore that costume this year. It might be tough. We also have uh, 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 Gay Gay Cray Cray on deck. It's about to commence. Plus, we will be replaying Us Eating Bugs from earlier on the morning beat. If you, uh, Which was a wild time. If you have a bad gag reflex, I would maybe change the station, but maybe just stay tuned and see what happens. Hey, it is Halloween <laughs> after all. Okay, so for Gay Gay Cray Cray, this is the time in the show, we usually do it every Thursday, where I present a couple who is doing something unconventional 
unconventional. Sometimes it involves an arrest. Sometimes it doesn't. But they're doing something that most couples don't do. I don't reveal the names of this, the people in the couple. I don't reveal the gender. And then, Jarrett, you guess whether they are gay-gay or just a boring hetero cray-cray couple. But you now have brought one to the table. So right. we're going to, for this special Halloween episode, do a little bit of a double gay-gay, double cray-cray. So it's gay-gay-gay-gay, cray-cray-cray-cray. It's a, it's a, yeah, that works. Mm-hmm. A quad, quad gay, quad cray. Yeah. Do you want to go first or do you want me to? Uh, um, sure, I'll go first. All right, this is Gay Gay Cray Cray. I've got my pen. I'm ready to take notes. All right, I'm. I hope I've I've taken out all the pronouns here. I will say that, uh, oddly enough, this couple they both already have uh, am- sexually ambiguous names. So you're going to give me names. the names? I've I've changed their ambiguous names to other ambiguous names. <laughs> Just, to, just so we're safe. Okay, I, so is it I, Riley I think I've taken now all of the pronouns and all that kind of stuff. So their names are Ashley and Angel. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, this headline says: Couple says sexually fluid relationship allows them to love infinitely in all directions. Okay. Ashley and Angel don't have what anyone would likely call a traditional relationship, but they say it works for them. Mm. Ashley is a meditation guide. First mm. met Angel. Oh, a meditation guy. Right. Okay, That I mean, that could be still man or woman, but it's definitely someone who doesn't wear regular deodorant. <laughs> definitely a Tom's Fair. person. Sure enough. Okay. Um, Ashley, a meditation guide, first met Angel, a music producer, back in September 2018 on a dating app for, quote, mindful people. Oh, God. The two San Diegans oh, God. soon agreed to meet, and they fell in love right away, according to Ashley. Ashley, however, said they weren't even looking for love when they met Angel. Um, Ashley says, I originally downloaded this app to talk to people, but before I changed my preferences, Angel's face popped up. Uh, they, they told the, um, the outlet that they added that they were they made sure to let them know that their preferences, what their preferences were on the first date. On our first night together, I told Angel... Um, that I had gotten out of a relationship with a couple and that I didn't want to limit myself to a relationship with just one person. Mm. Um, Ashley's 23. Ashley further clarified. 23? Yeah. Okay, that's a big that's a big red flag. Ash- <laughs> Ashley further clarified the pair, on the pair's YouTube page that they don't consider themselves bisexual either. Okay, but they both have a couple's YouTube page. Yes. Okay, so one of them is... A, a, a meditation guide, mm-hmm. 23 years old. Angel they, they, they is They got 20, together. Angel's a music producer, 27. Oh, music producer. See, that means that makes me think it's a way older guy. But but it could not be. But Angel's 27. Okay. It's only four years difference. Oh, oh, oh okay. You yeah, told yeah. me. Okay, 27. Um, Ashley clarified on their pair's YouTube page that they don't consider themselves bisexual either because their preferences are harder to define. A term that resonates the most is sexual, sexually fluid, they said in a video that they shared earlier this month, adding that they also like to describe their relationship preferences as polyamory-ish. Oh, stop it. This is mm-hmm. now coming. This is bleeding over into our other segment, Coming to Terms. Yes. polyamory-ish exactly. is a whole new one that I've never heard of. Well, to Angel's relief, um, well, to Ashley's relief, Angel uh, said they were also sexually fluid on their first date. 
Oh, Ash- so they both were like, hey, here's, we're, I have an admission for you. I'm sexually fluid. Exactly. Me too. Me too, exactly. Oh, I know. You're a meditation. <laughs> <laughs> right. I figured that out uh-huh. right away. Um, Ashley says, we decided to be in an open relationship and that we were going to see each other and other people too. They soon got married in a spiritual ceremony. Of it's course. in quotes. Um, as opposed to a legal one. Only two months after meeting. <gasps> All right. Now I think they're both women. Yeah, right. That's tough. Celebrating their nuptials in the Sequoia National Forest. Oh, God. In this California. Probably, I bet the dog was the ring bearer. <laughs> on, a, on a blanket covered in pine cones and crystals. They definitely, there were flower <laughs> crowns involved. Absolutely. There was baby's breath. But no babies. No babies, right. Um, They also derive their new shared surname from the name of the forest where they were, quote, married. Then in July, Ashley... (laughs) So their last name is Sequoia National Forest? Right. Something like that. (laughs) Then in July, Ashley met a woman named Beth on Tinder, and the two were dating. Ashley's also introduced Angel to Beth, but they're not quite a thruple. Beth herself is in another relationship with a man. Oh my God. See, how does anyone keep these things straight? Right? How does anybody have time well, for Well, they this? don't keep them straight. They keep them sexually fluid. I guess they keep them polyamory ish. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Finally, wrapping it up here. Angel, meanwhile, admitted that they do, that they are a little bit jealous sometimes, um, that they are always able to work through it. And in those times, Angel reminds. There's their selves. I'm having a hard time with the pronouns, right? That Ashley and Angel are practicing free and open love. Angel also said they don't have time for another relationship right now, but they hope that one day they're they have their own boyfriend or girlfriend. All right. I've done my math. I've taken my notes. Mm-hmm, I've mm-hmm. thought about this thoroughly, though. There is a lot of evidence in here to make me think that these are two women. OK, I'm going to go ahead and say that this is a guy and a girl in a relationship together, and the girl is the one who's dating Beth, and the guy is the music producer. Okay. That's that's my final answer. Really? Mm -hmm. Interesting. Yeah. I feel really good about it. (laughs) I bet you do. And Uh, what is the answer there, Jarrett? They are... They're crazy. I'm 100% You're right, aren't 100% I? 100% that bitch. Yes, you want to know why? Why? Because my gay, gay, cray, cray story no. reads, couple says sexually fluid relationship allows them serious. to love indefinitely in all directions. You cannot be serious. Ryan and Darian met back in 2017 in September on a dating app for mindful people. Double gay gay, double cray cray, finding the same, same story. I hate, hate you, you. All right, so why don't I start from the beginning? I'll give them different names. Ashley and Angel. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. All right, drop the subject here with Allie and Jarrett. And earlier, we've actually been here for a little while in we studio. Have been. Yes, it's been a it's been a long morning already. We had the pleasure of appearing on the Morning Beat with Jay and Michaela, and because they were inviting us to try some libations, but also some creatures. Uh, there was a wine tasting, followed by a pairing with different insects and bugs. As one does, as you as you normally yeah. would. Yeah, and you know, I uh, w- this happened earlier in the show, we're going to play it for you now, but it, it was a very interesting experience because it was something that I thought that I was going to be totally cool with. And then you like, chickened out. And then I, I well, t- take a listen. It also involves another alley. Mm. 
our great pleasure to welcome to the show Allie from Bugable. She's been with us a couple times <gasps> last last about a, it feels like a, like a year ago. But you do these great pairings with Mikey at V Wine Room, and we wanted to have one here in studio for Jarrett and Allie, who are on Drop the Subject, which is a show after us. And so, what is the first course? Because we've talked about how nutritious this is. So, what are we going to be trying first, Allie? This is all you. Well, the first thing you're going to have are some queen weaver ants, which okay. are kind of like ants. Okay. Uh, Wait, you said queen what? Weaver ants. Queen weaver ants. Honestly, okay. if they're not named that, I cannot eat them. <laughs> I was going to say. Queen. Honey. We're going to eat some queens. There's a lot of queens in this not room. Right yeah. <laughs> not to be confused I'm, with the queen extension ants, right? <laughs> Can we also talk, just because you're here, we know the benefits. You also sent us home with some amazing cricket protein. Uh, we've tried a lot of different things because I was really nervous to eat them. But eating these bugs isn't just like, oh, this is hilarious for eating bugs. There's actually a lot of benefits. Can you kind of talk to us before we make our co-hosts and our buddies eat them all? Yeah, they are nutritious, delicious, and sustainable. So you're getting like micro-vitamin nutrients out of these. Mm -hmm. Protein, B12, iron, magnesium, a bunch of other ones. And then sustainability. So they're not just kind of sustainable, they're extremely sustainable. Well, and they're not bugs that you're just pulling off the ground. Like no one's going to West Hollywood pulling cockroaches off the ground. Okay, yeah, that was my question. Where are you getting the bugs from? Farms. Bug farms. Bug farms. Okay, got it. They've been farmed. And by the way, we're, we are live on our Instagram right now, at We Are Channel Q, if you want to watch us in real time. All right, Allie, bring them on over. Let's okay, have a I little bit. I haven't even tried the wine so yet. The wine is, and what was the wine again, Mikey? Uh, yeah, so we have 100% Picpoul Blanc. Okay, uh, This comes to us from a, a, a fantastic winery called Demetria in oh, Santa Barbara so County. Oh, it's really yeah, nice. Yeah, so this is aged in concrete eggs, which is a really interesting way to <laughs> age wine. So really? you impart some of that minerality, it's some funny, of that. That's how I've been aging lately. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So it, it makes it uh, unique you. and interesting. Thank you. Now, right. um, okay, we're getting ready. We're shelling out the bugs. Yeah. What's the biggest fear you guys are feeling right now, Jarrett? Um, I just saw her pouring them into a cup. Like <laughs> we forgot to get plates. Like they're cashews, and I'm like, what is happening? Are you afraid right that now? one might become alive? Um, what if one? What if one wakes from the dead in your mouth? How dare you? I well, wasn't we got to talk before. about it. We so got to talk about it. These look like. I mean, they look oh kind of like bed bugs. You know what? I forgot that this, this is what they is look officially like. Over. Thank you so much, guys. I gotta go get ready for drop. Okay. The oh my god, they actually I forgot they look like bugs. Here, put them on a little oh, paper they towel. Do look like bugs. I mean, I guess because they are. Here, just eat some of mine. No one's gonna finish. Okay, that. so oh my, my, my no next question is whose idea wasn't this to have us blindfolded? <laughs> oh why are we better. not blindfolded? Oh, We've still got time, Allie. Would you like to hand over <laughs> your scarf? <laughs> I mean, I can't unsee what I'm looking at, right, but on so the next it course. Looks like a, a combination of like a, a bed bug or like belly button lint. All right, well, here you know we go. I mean? like, oh, these are Allie's oh Bugables. One. Oh. Here's the queen ants. No, you got to do more than that, Jared. Don't be a baby. It's true. Oh, my God. Do a few more. Just do a couple. Ready? One. One. Two. two three. three. Ah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> what is happening? do it. It's not bad. It's like a dry um, pistachio. <laughs> I, no, it's not. <laughs> no, no, no. Sip the wine. Take a sip of the sip wine. Sip the wine. It's meant to go together. I'm gonna drink. I'm gonna down the whole thing of wine. <laughs> you guys, what does it taste like? I didn't do it. Come on. I'm calling your wife right now, and then I'm telling Ryan Hall you're fired. Katie said I needed to quit. <laughs> I said I'm trying bugs tomorrow, and she said you need to quit. I don't know how to. Right, I mean, okay, up. so they're definitely crunchy. Crunchy. And, sorry, um, they're crunchy, and they're Earthy. also like. Uh, okay, when I worked at Starbucks as a barista, they said like whenever we describe coffee as earthy, that means it tastes like dirt. Oh, um, but. <laughs> It's like a, it's it's crunchy. It is kind of nutty, but I don't know. I, this is what is that? Oh! This is her next course. Wait, Allie, the 
before we get to the next one, Allie's got to try her ants. Here Allie, we go. just do it and suck in a baby. Three, two, one. one go. Crunch, crunch. <laughs> Allie, you're a dog. Just do it. Just do it. <laughs> All right, now there's I got to get back to my roan varietal. I'm, right. trying to, I'm trying to be good and do this on Instagram uh, as well. But like, I don't know what is this, this is. What is this? So let's go with the same wine. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a bamboo worm, and it tastes cold, which is fascinating. Oh, okay, this is oh, Why does it taste cold? cold? It tastes cold? <laughs> it's a bamboo worm. Uh, Allie, here, have okay. a bamboo worm. <laughs> so we're going to eat these bamboo worms, and what are the benefits from the bamboo worms? So worms will have a little bit higher of on the healthy fatty acids, the omega-3s, think like almonds, avocados, or salmon. Perfect. In lieu of avocado, I just have a I know that she's talking about this like it's just regular <laughs> cuisine. It's just like... This is what it is. All right, so we've got bamboo worms. Everybody grab Ready? your bamboo worm. Here we go, Allie. We're going to be eating it in five, four, <laughs> three, three, two, two one. Go. <laughs> Oh, it explodes. It's like cold. It's like a, a burst of cold. Air. What is that? <laughs> it is like a. I don't like it. I, don't I feel like, like I'm it. on fear factor. Oh, it is like a burst uh, of cold air when you bite this worm. But it's also, it's also like, like, you know how some nuts are like really dry when you bite them? Yes. <laughs> I just heard myself. Um, but it's kind of like that. Like they're very dry on the inside, mm. but they are like a cool flavor as well. You're laughing a little too hard, Buggable Lady. What's really happening over here? Allie is them. like so No, pleased. Allie's over there like giggling and I'm like, okay. oh, have we been tricked into something? Allie. No, no, no. Do you, is this something that you have to acquire a taste for? When you first tasted bugs, did you enjoy it and you said, this is my life's work? What, what, how did you get into this? It's my life's work for sure, but it's kind of like scotch. Like, there's certain type of bugs that you need to acquire a taste for, and there's others that are just delicious. What's the craziest nice. bug you've eaten yet? Tarantula? Oh, okay. Well, listen, what? we're going to put a pin in that because we're going to come back and we're going to raise the stakes a little bit. The bugs are going to get a little more intimidating to look at. What? And keep it locked here with V Wine Room and Bugables. We'll be right back. Oh, my God. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Welcome back to Drop the Subject. We are in the middle of a taste test that we did this morning with uh, the Morning Beat and um, some bugs paired with wine. Yeah, which we still are picking out of our teeth. Uh, but here's part two, which has a big, uh, a big finish. Oh, a big, man. chewy, disgusting finish. Yes, it does. Uh, so this is from earlier this morning. Take a listen. <laughs> All right, we're still joined by V Wine Rooms, Mikey, and of course, Allie from Buggables. Allie, what are we going to try next? And by the way, thanks to Allie and Jarrett for Drop the Subject for sticking around with us and trying these delicious wines with these great bugs. Oh, First I'm leaving. All, I don't know if I said that. I just want to let you know that I picked this little bug up that we will be eating at some point, and I said, guys, room, what is this bug? And she said, oh, you can Google it after you're done eating it. And then at that point, I think my brain shut off along with my body, and I'm no longer here. It is the ghost of Michaela joining you here at Channel Q for Halloween. I'm just saying, like, these little... They, they handed us a big bug that looks like something that, that uh, Simba and Timon and Pumbaa ate yes. from underneath a log. Which, in a weird way, kind of makes me feel better. Right. No, it makes me feel well, more when scared. when you're dressed like a dog, but I'm a human being, a millennial at best, I'm not ready for this. I, so, Allie, what are we going to try first? So, first, I recommend the black ants. They're delicious, yeah, and you know it. I love these. Yeah. Try a pinch. Yeah, you've been eating these. I love these. These are so delicious. And what are they expected to taste like? So they're kind of like a citrus lemony pepper from their formic acid. All right, kids, ready? Michaela, you ready? Yeah. Three, two, Allie, come on, don't. Come on, here we go. Ready? Wait for Allie. No one eats until Allie puts it in her mouth first. Ready, Allie? Here we go. You're going to like these. Chew them. They taste like black pepper. It's like a a lemony pepper. Here we go. Three, two, two, one, go. Three. 
chew, chew. Limey. It's limey, I told you. Oh, it is citrusy. Right? Okay, so wait. Do I pair this with the red wine? Oh, yeah, yeah. So the wine that you've got there, that's the Syrah. So it's got some peppery notes. It's got some interesting notes with the the, uh, the ants. It makes it more peppery. Actually, I'm going to say this. This is not the worst thing I've ever put in my mouth. Told you. I have put in a lot worse. Okay. (laughs) And also, they're kind of good. It is tangy. Like, it's limey. It's delicious. It it definitely has, like, the lime, lemony situation happening. Okay. It's crispy, crunchy. Not quite like having a Heath bar or something. Right, right, right. You know, it's it's actually not bad. All right, now here's the big ones. We're going to go into... With the crickets. We've got... Look at how big this is. Is this the one that's next? Oh, the crickets. Oh, grasshoppers. Grasshoppers. have a leg in my tooth. Oh, wait, what? No. Grasshoppers are next. (laughs) That's not this thing, right? No, Allie, that's your grasshopper. Oh, we're not eating this yet. We're doing this guy. (laughs) Oh, my God. In the meantime, as we're passing the books around, we've moved on to a really nice red wine. Marnie, look at this. Yes. What's this red that we're drinking? Yeah, okay. So this one is 100% Syrah. It's by uh, a beautiful winemaker named Clarissa Nagy. Uh, She has a winery up in Santa Barbara County (gasps) in the Santa Maria area called C. Nagy. Mm -hmm. Um, She is one of my favorite winemakers. And she does the, it's just a cool climate Syrah, which means you're going to get more uh, spice. You're going to get more earth, you're going to get more bacon fat, you're going to get more bacon fat, no. tanned no, leather, that, all kinds yes. of beautiful yeah, amazing delicious. things on the all Syrah. what you said makes all right, sense. Well, if you're just tuning in, we are with V Winery and of course Bugable for our Halloween treat to our friends that dropped the subject. We wanted them to try bugs. Former friends. <laughs> Best seriously. friends. <laughs> Michaela, get your cricket. Do you have now, a cr- everyone has a cricket. Um, I will say this. When uh, Allie first came to us uh, from Bugable, she sent us home with cricket protein. Yeah. I... It was actually really good. I used it. Yeah, I liked and it. And if you're a vegan, uh, this might go against what you believe, but if you're open to having cricket protein, it actually is a really good source of protein. Yeah. So off we go. Three, two, Allie. <laughs> Put your... Here we go. We got this. One. Ready? Three, one, two, two three, go. Three. It's a cricket. Okay, that's a little salty. That's like a pistachio. Right? Yeah. Like a nut. Yeah. Okay, it so tastes if I... exactly like a okay. A little minerally at the end. Yeah. I'm now gonna... try it with the wine. Okay. Oh. Mm. We're going to need that wine, honey. Thank oh, that's God. delicious with the wine. Um, yep, yep. It's, great. it's good with the wine. Ooh. Now, nope, it's still a cricket. <laughs> was that a honey was that a honey mustard cricket or no, this is different. Uh, it was a tahini flavored. Okay, so let's try the honey mustard cricket. Here we go. <laughs> Wait, why? I, why do I have to try multiple crickets? No, 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 it's all right. And then, and then we're going to move on to the, to, the, to the last one. Wait, so this is a honey mustard cricket? Honey mustard. Let's see if you like no, this I one. I do anybody. like a honey mustard. Yeah, I like honey mustard, you. but how do you get go. the honey mustard on here? Did you fry it in deep like honey? Yeah, how does that happen? <laughs> uh, pre-season. So these are like the Netflix snacks. They like raise them. Season them and then sell them as if they're potato chips. Did you say Netflix snacks? It's kind of yeah. like binging on Netflix. Like you're gonna just like yeah. you're yeah. binging on these honey mustard crickets, yeah. well, honey. Imagine it. Close your eyes. Can you do some buffalo on. wild wing crickets? Because I would get into on. that. Kind of. A little spice. All right, here All right we go. one. Let's see. Two. two. Here we go. Honey mustard. Three. Three. Woo! Thank you so much. <laughs> okay. This That's is the delicious. first one I like. Oh, really nice. delicious. That's not good. to say that the other one is like, delicious. This is like a sunflower seed. That one's not bad. Yeah, I would put that on, on a salad. Yeah, because it does taste like potato chips. You're tastes right. Tastes like potato chips. Once That's you delicious. pop a cricket, I can't stop this cricket. <laughs> <laughs> I would serve I like this at that. a dinner party and not tell people. I, 
Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, put it like as a garnish or if something. If you're going to mm-hmm. do that, I would do, yeah. yeah. And if you're going to do like a haunted house and it's like, ooh, it's crickets. Ew. And they're like, yeah, right. It's just raisins. Well, you it's give like, them the no, menu it's after, actually. After All right, you guys. Well, listen, we are getting ready to uh, finish up with Bugables and V Winery. We are so thankful that you guys come and visit us. This is your third time with us. Your first time with Drop the Subject. We've tried crickets. We've tried worms that went frozen in your mouth. We've tried an amazing white wine and an amazing red wine. We mm. want to give all those details. But now we are going to try something that looks something horrendous. that is best known in the Lion King. It actually had a featured role. Um, <laughs> it was not an extra in the cast. It was in the credits. What do you think it looks like? It looks like to me a walnut. Okay, well, uh, if you could describe its look. No, it looks like a bug, like a <laughs> like a dead cooked bug. Honestly, it looks like a cockroach. No, it does. It kind of it kind of looks walnutty. It kind of looks like a pecan. This oh, looks like this one. I'm sweating though. This one, I'm nervous. It yeah. looks like when my cat misses the litter box. Yeah, there we go. There we go. Um, okay, what is this? And on that what, note, what are we wait, up. wait, Ali, tell us what this one is. Uh, this is a saga grub or palm weevil larva, <clears throat> and it's quite literally like the big grub that you see in Lion King. Yeah, no, so great. The big Can't juicy. Wait. Warm. I feel like you, you so said much. larva and that word alone just yeah. stressed me out. <laughs> that made me say no. Um, okay, wait, are we doing the we're red wine or the white wine with this? We're doing the red wine. Red wine. The red. Yep. And, and why? Uh, the flavor profile of the grub itself actually goes really well with the, the heavier wine. I don't know if I can do that. He's saying this so seriously. Like <laughs> it's real. It's like, real. It's like, a thing. Actually, if you really consider the notes of the of the Listen, grub, it's a I'm thing. telling you, it's the thing. I will take you. Remember, we're going to have drinks. Yes. Let's go to V Wine Room in WeHo, and okay. we'll try the wines. Send all, right. Um, all right, quickly. Where can people purchase their own uh, buggable if they would like to try these honey mustard crickets? You tell us. Uh, Amazon Prime has a lot of the bug brands. Entomo mm-hmm. Farms or uh, EatBugsEvents.com. Bugs. And they can follow you at Buggle, B-U-G-I-B-L-E. And then V Winery is in West v Hollywood. Yep. We love it, V Wine Room. And then it's now in Palm and Springs. And now we have V Wine uh, Lounge, Lounge in Palm Springs. I'm very excited. I know you guys are coming out to we'll, Palm we'll Springs. We'll probably end up there today. I <laughs> would love to invite you guys to come check out the space. We, no would, we would be honored to have you out there. We would love to. All right, so no, rounding no it up. No lie, the way my hand is tilted, no, the bug I'm... just slid out in my hand. I thought it was moving. <laughs> Swear to God, I almost ran out of here. All right, well, All these right, are the. Uh, this is the biggest bug that we've tried so oh far. We are very excited. Okay. And to take us out on this beautiful Halloween, we are going to try this. Marnie, you sure you don't want one, Marnie? No. Okay. Well, no. She's like, I'm Marnie, your girl is like, no way. Okay, okay. one. You sounded one, unsure. Two, <laughs> one, two, three. three. Oh my God. Oh, no, no. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. What was nice was having that play, because that happened earlier in the morning, while I went upstairs and ate stuff that I actually wanted to eat, like wings and chocolate. I had wings and chicken, yeah. Wings and chicken? Yeah. There was... Oh, I'm sorry. Wings and pizza. Sorry. (laughs) I was like, oh, what were the wings made of? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fish wings? I had pizza wings and then chicken. (laughs) Hey... The fact that no one has invented pizza wings yet is a travesty. You know what? I'm sure the people over at Totino's <laughs> is working on that right now. I also feel weird. We're, by the way, we're getting a lot of comments from people who listen to that. Uh, to the, us the, eating the bugs. To us eating bugs. Yeah. And uh, somebody said, oh, my God, listening to you guys eating bugs, I hear crunchiness. You guys are awesome. Yeah. Um, it was. We still have a bunch of leftover we cups do. of bugs. Yes. It, the, and I they're mean, just sitting here. There's like six cups of random bugs. I can bet you these will not go the way of the mystery Oreos. <laughs> Well, hey, let's see. I actually still have the mystery Oreos in but that drawer. They're hidden drawer. in a drawer. They're hidden we in a drawer. Sit them next and to the bugs. 
And see what goes Which first. one? Anyone want to place <laughs> any bets? Right. Also, upstairs. So they're having a Halloween party upstairs right now, which is fun. There's live music. I, I'm sitting here holding a beer right now, which feels weird because you go upstairs and you're in that kind of contained area where there's booze. And yeah. you're like, this is cool. And then you feel like if you walk throughout the rest walking of the building. Walking around the building is a little weird. It's like yeah. walking around with an open alcohol container and you feel like you're breaking the law. But they did also have a candy corn contest that you could submit for and you have to guess how many candy corns are in the jar. So we put that on our Instagram story. If you want to take a look and see how many candy corns. I mean, I feel like with our love for candy corns, we have to get this right. I don't know what you win. We also got a message from Jamie, though, uh, from our Insta story. We posted the, the video of the little uh, bugs and she she said exactly what Jay said. Ew, no, 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 no. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject presents. News it or lose it. Um. The running joke right now is that Allie is I'm, too wasted from the party upstairs I'm not, to do the show. I'm not wasted at all, you guys. I, I but had it's a really fun story. A glass of red, a glass of white, before 10 a.m. And a beer. As usual. And now I'm having a beer. And I'm halfway through said beer. I know. And, and it's all stuff that came from the company. So technically, they can't be mad at you. They can't. All right. I don't want people walking around looking at me like, oh, Allie's dressed like a dog and she's wasted, okay? Because that's the Halloween spirit. <laughs> is it? Yes. Drunk dogs is... If you're going to be a drunk lady in a dog costume, today's the day where that's okay. There you go. All right. Ooh, got a little testy there. Uh, just move on. Ginger Justin, she's a... All right, so uh, here are your headlines. The Washington Nationals have won the World Series for the first time in franchise history, and if you like statistical anomalies... You've probably loved this series. Oh, are you going to give me statistical anomalies? We'll see what CNN says. Six real-life ghost stories that will totally give you the chills. They're workplace ones, so it's good. (gasps) Fun! Um, Bill Murray said he applied for a job at P.F. Chang's and got hired. I like that, but I also have everything I need to know. Lose it. Wow. Such a... Oh, I can still call you a bitch today because you're in a dog costume. You can. I am. I'm Um, I'm dressed as a bitch. (laughs) See? This day is great. A park in Arizona is looking for a stolen one-town boulder. One town? One ton. Oh. I probably said one town. Let me get out of this one town boulder. Are you the wasted one? (laughs) I know. Why are you just projecting your wastedness onto me? A park in Arizona is looking for a stolen one ton boulder. All right. Well, to see you muddle through the rest of that story, I will news it. I feel hate rising. Stop fighting, guys. You can both be wasted. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, the dictionary.com word of the day is ghost word. Ghost word? It's two words. It's a thing. All right. Well, no. Oh. It's a word... Oh. No. All right. Well, but it's the holiday. It's when a word says it's a word and then it just stops being a word without telling anybody. Whatever. <laughs> all right. So, all those stories? Well, only the ones you picked. Uh huh. Well, Coming we up get next. Back. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Drop the Subject presents News It or Lose It. All 
right, it's time for News It or Lose It. Allie, you have newsed three stories because you're kind of awful. And... That's what my mom says. <laughs> All right, so first things first, the Washington Nationals clinched their first World Series title after defeating the Houston Astros in a 6-2 game in Game 7 on Wednesday night. Um, from a data statistics perspective, this is a very interesting game because something happened for the first time ever. I think we, you and I were talking about this off the air. This is the first time in World Series history that the road team has won every game. So every time the Astros um, were you know, in Washington, D.C., they won. And every time the Nationals were in D.C., in um, in. Houston, they won. That's never happened before. It's pretty oh, so extraordinary. even the opposite teams. Yeah, even, yeah. So even the Astros won every... R- right. R- oh, interesting. So it, it turned out that, you know, home field advantage didn't really help either one of these teams. We were actually talking about this earlier that um, we remember this happening with the Giants, and Chris Contreras tweeted us. Yeah, because I, I guess I got it wrong, which, surprise, surprise, but I was thinking, oh... because so you're wasted. Because <laughs> I'm wasted. <laughs> By the way, I said I'm a drunk dog, and then Katie texted me and said, I want to be a drunk cat. Oh. So... There you go. I don't just take that with for what it's worth. Um, I had thought that we only that the Giants only won one World Series away, but apparently it was all of them, according, according to, to Chris Contreras. A good story, a good a good source, Chris Contreras. Yes, who's a, a, the, our expert on all things baseball. 2010, 2012, and 2014 Giants World Series victory was were victories were all on the road. It would have been nice for at least one of those to be won at home. So yeah, I guess what I remember is every. Everybody driving around in their cars mm-hmm. outside and honking, yeah. and then I remember we did run into a liquor store one day uh, when after they had won, and we got a bottle of champagne and then just went outside and and sprayed it everywhere with everybody. That was a really yeah. fun time. I wonder if that statistic has any like if it holds up at all with basketball or football. I mean, football obviously the Super Bowl doesn't happen at a home at a home game, but um, I know in the basketball finals they in the NBA finals they always have you know they go back and forth between their. Well, yeah, I'm pretty sure that more of the Warriors' wins were at home. I want to say their last wins. Yeah, some of their last interesting tournament their their last championship wins. But I don't know. That's a good question. Yeah, because yeah. that'll affect what I'm the decisions I make on my uh, NFL fantasy football. If she didn't I'm catch like, that, oh, she's wasted. I know you're. Ju- Will you guys stop? I am not wasted. Her story she just told did involve alcohol. Well, okay. there's that true. <laughs> yeah. That was spraying was al- alcohol, not yeah, drinking your alcohol. Yeah, there we go. Next. Um, another uh, interesting headline here. Missing a boulder weighing one ton. The park would like it back, please. This comes from CNN Travel. They say in a baffling act of thievery, a one ton boulder was somehow snatched from the side of a highway in Arizona's Prescott National Forest about two weeks ago. Now, for sufficient are reaching out to the public to, for help about recovering this hefty loot. I love this. The hefty way they wrote this. loot. Uh, the stately black boulder, uh, commonly called a wizard rock by locals, was a special staple of the community. Um, and they say it's unfortunate we, when we lose a treasure such as the wizard rock. Our hope is that it will um, be returned to us and these recent recurring events will become an educational opportunity. Removal of minerals from national forest land without a permit is actually illegal. Um, so the boulder bandit is facing a maximum fine of $5,000 or six months in jail and possibly both. This person would go to jail for longer than Felicity Huffman. 
Wow. So 12 days? Six months. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. No, tw- I know. After that 12th day, they'd be like, this is some BS. Yeah. I, I would imagine if you have a suspect and you search their home, it'd be pretty easy to find. I don't know how you I don't know what you're it. talking about. You have like a blanket over it. It's I, fine. I mean, unless like, you have like a big backyard and you can just kind of like put it back there. I don't know what you do with that. <laughs> There's like that glasses and nose with the mustache on the boulder. <laughs> exactly. No, nothing. <laughs> we got more news that are losing coming up next. Drop the subject. We'll be right back the new channel q drop the subject the new channel q all right we're back we are we've got one more news it to lose its headline i'm ready for it and this is a a, a list of sorts a halloweeny list yes yeah, so there are a bunch of uh, short stories the headline um, comes from HuffPost work life it says six real life office ghost stories that will totally give you the chill so i'm gonna give I'll be you judge of that I, i'm gonna give you the headline you can tell me yes or no okay and I'll, and I'll give you the there you go it's it's kind of news it or lose it style okay. the first one the one with the disembodied voice Oh, all right. Okay. It says, we've come to believe a terrible accident took place during the building um, of our coffee, during the building of our coffee shop. The first time I noticed anything, I was in the lobby alone, no customers, all coworkers in the back room. And I heard a man ask, where are my hands? (gasps) I nearly peed my pants. Since then, every now and then weird things will happen. We'll hear someone asking for help or saying, hello. Hello? Hello? When no one is in the store. There have been multiple times in the back. I'm in the back alone washing dishes and see someone move something move out of the corner of my eye or hear something fall or shuffle. I'll check and no one will be there. We'll hear the bell of our door opening, but no one is there. I definitely don't enjoy my shifts when something like that happens. That comes from Francisca. Um, at a She's a barista at a chain in Washington. Wow. I, uh, I kind of like wish that something was haunted, but also if it was haunted, I would probably quit. Oh, my God. Yeah. You remember on Friday, we came in after uh, John Durant's show, and they had a medium in here, and they said that they had heard like something in the headphones. Yeah, and I was and like, they were doing... whoa, really? And I was like, what did you guys call into here? So um, uh, story number two is the one with creepy people just out of sight. Creepy people just out of sight? That's yeah. every day. Well, okay. Lose it. All right. <laughs> Lose it. Uh, the one with ominous phone rings. Uh, all right. Uh, it says screamtastic. It says in our old office, if you worked past nine p.m., like Justin, oftentimes, sometimes the printer would just start printing stuff, and you'd be the only one there. Phones would ring and ring, but when you answer, no one's there. Whoa. Lights flashing on the uh, on the intercom, but no one was around. Those were some dicey nights. Uh, that's Karen uh, in the sales department at Mongo- Mongoose Publishing. What would be printed? I don't know. Isn't that crazy? Just the ghost's ass. It's like sitting (laughs) on the copy machine. Like, yeah. Story number four. (laughs) uh, The the name is the one with noises downstairs that can't be explained. Oh, okay. That sounds like our building. Yeah, definitely. Building our studio downstairs. Yes, they're building the sound space, and there are a lot. Well, I mean, they're explained, but well, yeah, exactly. Uh, It says the food kitchen at the restaurant where I work is downstairs. We stopped serving food at ten, but we're still open till midnight. When I was closing up a few years ago, I was minding my own business when I started hearing what sounded like pots and pans clanging. I assumed the kitchen boys were still there, so I went down to see what all the commotion was about. When I got down there, the lights were off, and they had left for the night. Needless to say, I ran back upstairs and waited for the arrival of the regular of, of a regular to calm my nerves. When I mentioned it to the other regulars, our, our nighttime cleaning man, they corroborated my story and said they have also had strange experiences in the restaurant at night. Enough for my blood pressure to go up. Mm, That's crazy. Yeah. I feel like if I were here at night and I was hearing sounds happening downstairs, I'd be completely weirded out. 
Well, yeah, especially if you're by yourself and there's no one to corroborate because that's what you need is other people to corroborate yeah. the same things that you're seeing, especially if it's a ghost and you're like, this is a colonial woman wearing a ruffled, you know, on the, on the wing of a plane? Right. And then if and if other people see the colonial woman, then you're not crazy. All right, Kristen Wiig. Um, uh, the one with a She's ghost. She's turning butter. There's another one. The one with a ghost turning on the light. Uh, no. I already heard better things with phones ringing and clanging. <laughs> okay. And lights flashing and printer copies. The last one is the one with a ponytail tug. Oh, crap. Oh, I almost swore. Can- yeah. <laughs> That would scare the crap um, right? out of me. There were occasions that I would be working on off days or times when no one else was in the elementary school building. In the silence, I could sometimes hear what sounded like faint shuffling and whispering in the hallway. Very often, toilets would flush and sinks would turn on and off by themselves. If I saw Wait. a sink turn on and off by itself, I'd freak me out. <laughs> um, well, and is the lever moving or if it's just turning Oh, on. just water coming by itself. Yeah. yeah. It says, one hot day near the end of the school year, I had my, pair pull, my hair pulled back in a ponytail. As I sat at my desk, I felt someone t- lightly tug the ponytail twice. No one was there. It all felt very playful and kid-like, and I wasn't afraid. Other people were a little freaked out when they noticed things happening, uh, especially the flushing toilets. They were loud. This is uh, Lori Hennessy. She works at a preschool um, and a Head Start program. <laughs> Miss Hennessy works at a preschool? I know, right? She knows how to good, have a good time, I betcha. What? Are you sure that's not just children pulling on her ponytail? She's I'm like, the- these was ghosts. Ooh. I have no idea. I mean, and then they put this kick me sign on my back. I mean, the last thing I want is for my child to be going to a haunted preschool. Yeah, no thanks. I yeah. think kids have enough stress. You would think. Already. But what a petty ass ghost. <laughs> right, right. Make She's some like, moves. <laughs> exactly. You look dumb. I just flushed the toilet. I don't care about conservation of water. Uh-huh. And I didn't. I flushed someone's imaginary calculator down the toilet. So F you. <laughs> It's like, what the hell? You're, you're a very um, petty, bitchy kind of ghost. I am. <laughs> we'll, take a, we'll take a quick break. We'll be right back. Swirly. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Allison, it is now time for a game that we've been waiting for all day long. We have. That Gingy Cohen's been working on. Gingy's been working on it fast and furiously in the background. And this is a game idea that we had earlier in the week because, of course, over the weekend, all the celebrities went to their Halloween parties. It wasn't just Ben Affleck st- stumbling into a, 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 an SUV. i got to see what Heidi Klum did because, you know, she always goes all the way She always goes Halloween. all out. Exactly. And I have purposely no not, not oh, kept sorry, not myself like in the okay. know because, you know, we we hear about these costumes and then you're like, oh, this person had a controversial costume. And, well, oh, my gosh, are they going to lose their movie deal or whatever? So, so. we're going to have Ginger Justin explain a Halloween costume and then we're going to get a few options and we have to guess which celebrity wore it. Yes, this will be hosted by Ginger Justin. One thing that I learned while preparing this game is I don't know any celebrities anymore. Yeah. Oh, like, like anything any of the new after people? like 2010, I have no idea who these You're people like, are. What is Billy Eyelash? Well, yeah. I know that one. Okay. There you go. We all know that one, Jared. Well, yes, of course we do. <laughs> Bad guy. Duh. <laughs> What so, you got, Justin? What do, what do you got? Yeah, because I'm curious as to how many of these celebrities I will even know Yeah, you at should, all. Hopefully they're all celebrities from at least more than five years ago. I wonder if we played a game with our parents who would know more celebrities at this point. Because I feel like my mom would probably know more celebrities than I do. Oh, no. My mom would be completely out of the know. She would know any of them. My mom does not even have an iPhone. <laughs> She's still on a Galaxy Note Zero or something. <laughs> 
These that are all pretty well known. Though. It's a okay. Galaxy Ledger. Exactly. It's like uh, a, it's a flip phone with that has Snake on it. Oh, Snake. Good times. All right, so Let's go. Number one. Uh, somebody dressed as Elle Woods from Legally Blonde. <gasps> I love that. Um, okay. <sighs> I'm going to give you some options. Kanye West. Allie for the wit. No. <laughs> like, Is it A, Hillary Duff? Mm, that's a good one. B, Kim Kardashian? Or C, Reese Witherspoon? Oh, you know what? I think I know who would do this and why. Do you have a guess? Yeah, but what's yours? I think it's Kim Kardashian because she's in law school right now. Oh. Well, I don't think that Reese Witherspoon would do her own character. I think she would think that that was too self-centered. So I'm going to go with Hillary Duff. It was Kim Kardashian. Damn it. Thank you. He has an unfair advantage, though, because he's always keeping up with those Kardashians. Yes, he is there, keeping that, up with them. I'm the, keeping up with Hillary Duff, and I don't know why. The joke is the show is called Keeping Up. Where's the with music? The right. <laughs> it's good. Is it Jarrett Explains Jokes Time already? All right, what's the next what one? What you got, Gingy? Elvis Presley. Mm-hmm. There's a couple different ways you could go with this costume. You could be, you know, classic Elvis. You could be fat Elvis. You could be dead Elvis. I was dead Elvis one year when were I was really? like 10 years old. Yeah. Wait, oh, you were dead At Elvis. 10 years yeah. old? You've been a lesbian your whole I life. I was dead. I, I was. And then I had a, a, my mom's friend made the costume. It had bejewels on it and everything. And I had I, scary makeup. I throughout my life will have a moment where I realize I've been gay my whole life. That's definitely a you've been a lesbian. Yeah, I guess I didn't moment. think about that. Light bulb. Yeah. All right. Okay. Who I'm is gonna, I'm going to guess Kate McKinnon. He's got to give us the options. The options are Paul Rudd, Jason Momoa, or Amy Poehler. It's Amy Poehler. It's got to be. I feel like it's some funny girl like that. I was totally leaning Paul Rudd until you said Amy Poehler. I'm Um, taking Amy Poehler. I hate you. Okay, Paul Rudd. Jason Momoa. Really? Yeah. Yes. Oh my God! We were so confidently wrong. He is gigantic. How does he pull that off? Mm, I'd like to see him pull it off. All right, what you got next? Uh, (gasps) Joker, a very topical costume this year. Yes, very current. Wait, Joker as in the new Joker or Heath Ledger Joker? Yes, Joker. New Joker. Okay. Okay. We have Travis Barker from Blink One Eighty Two. Mm-hmm. I know who Travis Barker okay, is. Don't look at the black guy and everybody act like I don't know knows. who the drummer is. <laughs> uh, Kenneth Petty, Nicki Minaj's husband. Mm-hmm. Don't look at the white girl like she doesn't know who Min- <laughs> Did you? Know. No, I didn't know who I didn't was. either. That's what. Uh, Bow Wow. Wait, who's the, the... This is the Joker? Yes. Um, I'm going to say it's Bow Wow. I'm going to say it's that guy I don't know. I think it's Bow Wow because it's an incredibly random person to put into the mix of this. Yeah. It's all three. Are you serious? Yeah. What? It's all three. All three of them dressed as the Joker. Well, yeah, I mean, that's a, such topical, a dude-tastic yeah. thing. Like, every dude is obsessed with the Joker yeah. right now. Okay, a couple more. Justin Timberlake. Oh, okay. Like, what did he wear for Halloween? No. <laughs> Who dressed as him? He dressed as Justin Timberlake. Here are your options. Jimmy Fallon. Ugh. Jessica Biel. Or Joey Fatone. Oh. Okay, so Jimmy Fallon's an obvious one because they're besties and Jimmy Fallon. Oh, they are? Yeah, Justin's been on the show a thousand times. Um, <sighs> Jessica Biel. She's like, oh, I don't like Justin no, Timberlake. Like, yeah, I agree. Jessica Poor Biel choice. is 
his wife and is I just always see her as such a snooze. All right. Uh, who's the third option? Joey Fatone. Joey I think it's Fatone. Joey Fatone and I think he actually did real ramen for hair. <laughs> <laughs> That's he my guess. Like early Jared, what did you yeah. guess? Um I'm gonna say it's Jimmy Fallon. It was Jessica Beale. Oh! Here's right. the hint. Go with B. What? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Last one? Two more, real quick. Okay. A wild cat. Oh, okay. We have... Every basic bitch. I was going to say, got to be a white one. Paula okay. Abdul. Oh, I could see her doing that. Yep. Pam Anderson. Mm. Oh, definitely. Or that. Carmen Electra. Mm. That'd be nice. Wow, two names you haven't heard of in a long time. Um, I'm gonna. They do that. Uh, what is it? The old cat from Cats, the one who dies. <laughs> oh no! Or really? Like, anyone from the movie? I'm gonna go with Paula Abdul. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go all three. Ooh. Carmen Electra. Oh. oh, that was my backup. Dang it! Do I get a third of a point? Nope. Damn it! <laughs> all right, and final one. Last one. Allie could tie this up. I hope she doesn't because I don't have any more options. <laughs> is it two to one? It's two to one. Okay. I'm winning? Yes. Oh, nice. Okay. Uh, the movie Us. Oh, the cast of Us? Yes. Okay. We have the cast of Blackish. Okay. The Smith family. Okay. Who's the Smith family? Will Jada Smith. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Today is um, Willow's birthday. Come I on, did hear lady. that on the morning beat. I did too. And then what else? The Kardashian, sorry, Kardashian West family. Now I'm drunk. Um, Kardashian. Okay. I think I know what family it is. Who do you think it is? I think I I think it's Blackish. I think it's the family from Blackish too, because every year they have a big Halloween. But we can only pick one. Yeah. All right, fine. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. I'm not doing Kardashians again. That was that was it not good. Be the Smiths. I'm gonna go with the Smiths. I'm going Smiths. I'm gonna say Blackish. Blackish. Yeah. Brian's like enough with the bell. Enough with the bell. Um, that's really cool. They every year on Blackish they do a really cool uh, Halloween episode. I think the first year they were all dressed up as the Jackson family, um, and like oh, every wow. person had a different person. So like that's a it's always a big deal on the show. So uh, make sure to check out Blackish. Who is little Michael Jackson? I want to say it was the little boy uh, Jack. <laughs> oh, man, he's so adorable and dances. And wow, was great. that before the documentary? Oh, definitely. <laughs> uh, we'll take a quick break when we come back. Happy endings. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. <laughs> I feel pretty good about my happy ending. Just gonna say toot toot. That's my horn. Are you? Oh, is that you tooting your own horn? Mm-hmm. Wow, you're not obnoxious. Um, uh, I think we're. I am drunk and obnoxious. You're clearly smashed. We've been talking about it. Every, the whole office. Is I am talking not about it. clearly smashed. <laughs> By the way, I will say that... You have wine stains on I, your jumpsuit. I your, do not. On your onesie. I am I am dressed as a dog. What'd you say? I said you have you have wine stains on it your jumpsuit. It was a white jumpsuit. Right. <laughs> I, I don't know why I keep calling it a jumpsuit. It's a onesie. I'm wearing a white jumpsuit with polka dots. It was go. just a it's bad outlet choice. All of them are stains. Nice. <laughs> all the spots are stains. All over the place. I am dressed as a dog, and I will say what's frustrating about this costume is that it's a lot harder for a human and a dog costume to pee than it is for an actual dog to pee. It's very easy for a dog to just lift its leg, but when I go to the bathroom, it's a very long experience unbuttoning all these things. I'm so sorry for you. It's hard. It it's a like hard your life. life is really difficult. But you know what's even harder is 
looking at someone who showed up with no costume today. Oh, I thought you were going to say coming up with a happy ending. No, that was easy. Um, I'm looking at Mark over here, the freaking Trader Joe's employee, Justin, who just wore a, a Hawaiian shirt and put on a Trader Joe's name tag, which, for the record, was a nice touch. Well, I think, that, I think what happened is Ginger Justin walked in with a floral t-shirt. Everyone asked him what he was. The first thing he thought of him was Trader Joe's employee, and then he went upstairs and printed out a piece of paper that says Trader Joe's Mark. Exactly what happened. Is that verbatim what happened? He looks so guilty. Mm. <laughs> Happy ending. Tell, tell me where the wasabi dumplings are. What aisle? Alright, this is the time of the show where we take things that may have been a little sad times and we turn them right around, we make it a happy ending and we give it to you to take with you throughout the rest of your spooky day. Jarrett, do you want to go first? Sure. Um, we may have been eating bugs and drinking all day, but look at the bright side. <laughs> I've got an upset stomach and a little bit of a buzz. Oh, <laughs> so. that wait, we were drinking all day. That was the bad news. Nope. Okay. And the just, good news is that you have an upset stomach. It was just the tea. Okay, that was just the tea. Okay. I, I know you love the word. I the do. Tea, so. I'm not. I don't like the word tea anymore. It's burned out for me. I get that. All right, Ginger, Justin, what's yours? I mean, sorry, Mark. <laughs> Gingy right. Mark. Allie. May have tried to bitch out on eating the bugs earlier today. She did. But at least it's on brand for her costume. Oh. That I bitched out? Because yeah. you said you're, you're a, a bitch. dog. Yeah. See, now yeah. I'm explaining it. See, the, <laughs> joke, the joke is the definition of bitch is female dog. Got it. You're a girl. Thank you, Jared. Dressed as. Got it. Can we turn his mic off? A dog. <laughs> Here's, <But> my, <laughs> Here's my happy ending. Yes, they might be rebooting Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh, and God. it's a ridiculous notion. Why would they do that? But on the bright side, on Pornhub, they will see an uptick in butt pirates of the Caribbean. Oh, yay. And they'll call it a rebooty. A rebooty. Because booty yeah. is another word. Or a rebut. That was my re- other we one. We should call it a reboot. No, I think rebooty is good. Rebooty? I think that works. Okay. Um, and I- they'll be hunting for booty. It's perfect. Oh, um, booty hunters. <laughs> I'm sure that is already on Pornhub. Um, sure that's is. a great place for us to say goodnight. Good night. Good afternoon. <laughs> good night, everyone. Enjoy trick or treating. Be safe out there with or your, your little kids, or soul caking, or souling, or or whatever else we call that. Um, let, dr- download the podcast and so you can get the information on the background of uh, trick or treating that was earlier on the show. Have a great day. Be safe out there tonight. We'll see you tomorrow on November first for a whole new month, <gasps> whole new show. It's Friday. Bye. On the next. On the next. Drop the subject. On the next show, it's the first day of November, and you know what that means. Ooh, it's the Day of the Dead. No. Uh, we gotta pay rent? No. Oh, only 27 more shopping days until Thanksgiving? No, what? Then what do you think it is? It's Jenny McCarthy's birthday. Damn it, I didn't get her anything! I'm a loser! Drop the subject. 12 to 2 Pacific, 3 to 5 Eastern. On the new Channel Q.